Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Grief Burrito. We are your one-stop shop for entertainment and are easily quick-scopable so you can get us in and around your ear holes to liven up your day. I am the magnificent Jordan Shenton and across the map lining up a throwing knife trick shot is my Gilead co-host, Mr. Harrison Wilde. Hello and welcome. It's beer time. <laughs> Hello everyone, we are your resident entertainer experts bringing you content centred around gaming, movies, entertainment, and if you come back next week, the paranormal. Harrison Wilde, ladies and gentlemen, the only man I've ever seen 360 no-scope, a man to the point of tears. Today, we will be undertaking the covert mission of revealing our favourite first-person shooter games of all time. They can be puzzle games, dating sims, or even a game about licking door handles. The only rule is that it has to be a first-person shooter. Are you ready, Has? I am so ready, and I'd like to add that that guy that I no-scoped and made him cry was actually flying out of a helicopter, and the footage is on our Twitch. You can see that at twitch.tv forward slash Groove Burrito. Let's quick-scope that intro. First-person shooters are some of the most popular games in the world, being traced back as far as Maze War in 1974. Since then, the formula has been shifted, shaped, and some would say almost perfected with the likes of Half-Life, Battlefield, Call of Duty, and Team Fortress. Call of Duty Modern Warfare alone has sold over 300 million copies and has a combined playtime of over 500 million hours. Oh, fuck. That's what? It's also made over $1 billion in sell-through worldwide, with numbers like this, there is no doubt that the genre is going to be dominating the video game market for a long, 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 long time. Long, 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 long. Sorry, I had to join in there. It just seemed really fun to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Before we begin, a little reminder that you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Scent, and Reddit, all at Grief Burrito. And if you want to make our day and help us rise even further up the charts, please leave us a five-star review and a few words about what you like about the show. And also, now available through our Teespring site are the Super Burrito Boys t-shirts. And if you want to be in the chance of winning, I don't know what we're going to give away. I wanted to speak to you about this before we began and I forgot. <laughs> yeah, he's put it in like um, apostrophes, like what shall we give away? Yeah. And we've clearly just missed this. <laughs> or do you want to just then, cut that bit? <laughs> no, I think we leave it in. It okay. also says, all you have to do is a question mark. <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to speak to you about that. That's fine. We'll we'll sort that another time. Mate, it's been a busy day. This beer's like hitting me hard. <laughs> With this, uh, speaking mm. of competitions, are you ready for a game of guac? I'm so ready. So before we get into our first person shooter favourites, let's take a brief detour to the town of guac in the greater burrito region of Flavor Town. Oh, nice. <laughs> Harrison, please can you explain to our beautiful burrito babies what guac is? Of course I can, my good fellow. Our wonderful gaming-centric game is where Jordan comes up with a tangling and quite baffling but totally accurate description of a game and serves it up spicy hot to me, who must tear through the foil, hiding the beautiful game below. That is probably the best description I have ever heard you give about it. Thank you. <laughs> For those of you who are aware, Gwack is games unsuitably accurately characterized. I describe a game badly but, you know, accurately to Harrison, and he has to get it. 
double yeah, explanation man. for you. Then. I was going to say, you just double explained it. I know. I, I, as much as I love your explanation, I can picture people just being like, who don't know who we are, like, what the <laughs> fuck are these guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Never mind. Go. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready for this. Let's do. Right then. So after a change of management, a city goes through an amazing transformation that gives its less conventional residents a chance to make it their own. To protect their new way of life, dedicated members of the new party take to the streets and make the most of their colourful, ever-changing home. Before too long, however, reports come in about a team of vigilantes that are hunting the city's defenders. Can our virtuous defenders survive the night? Ooh, okay. Hmm. That was a real good description, by the way, man. Well done. Thank you. Uh... I wrote I that like one drunk in the story. yesterday. Oh, well, well done. <laughs> or the day before, yeah. We're just coming across as drunks in this episode, really. Yeah. <laughs> he says swigging beer. <laughs> Indeed. I think this is uh, the first drinking burrito we've done. Where we've had like more than one beer each. Yeah, I think so. I think it definitely might be. Uh, is it? Is it Dying Light? It's not. Hmm. You, you're on the right track, though. See, at first I thought it was Last of Us again. But that would also match. But, right, I'll give you a quick clue just to separate it from zombie stuff. Okay. The people are alive that are, look, that are taking care of the city. Okay. So uh, they are, are humans. Are the bad guys the vigilantes or are the bad guys the actual... P- the Wait, hang on. Yeah, are you fighting the vigilantes? I feel like I can't say it okay. right. This is from the bad guy's perspective, let's mm-hmm. say. I really don't know. You've got me stumped with this one. I'm not sure. Okay. Right. Another clue is that there are tons of riddles throughout the game. It's not Assassin's Creed 2, is it? It is not. Again, mm. you're not far off. It's very much in a similar vein. <sighs> I don't know. I'm, g- I'm going to give up on this one. Uh, last clue. One of the vigilantes uses lots of gadgets. Inspector Gadget. No, he is an inspector of sorts, though. He is? Oh. Hmm. No, I, the, I don't know. Nothing's coming to mind. He's the greatest detectives of all time. Oh, Batman. Yeah. Oh, is it the Arkham City game? It is. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, colorful as in the clown bad guys. Exactly. Nice. Nice. Layers well done. upon layers. That was hard. It These was getting I'm hard. Really sorry. I know. I, the thing is, I wrote that and I was like, no, nah, he's going to get it right away. Fuck that. No, I've, I've not played those <laughs> games, have I? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry. I need to make sure it's a game you've actually played. Thinking yeah, about it's all right. It. Don't worry. It does make it more difficult, but it's fun. I like that. I like that it's a challenge. That's good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that one. If any of you got that at home or on the bus or wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, <laughs> picking then congratulations. out in the garden. <laughs> Let us know if you got it and we'll tweet at you like, what, you want a medal? Thanks. Well, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is this fucking about? Some kind of champion? <laughs> Someone's going to tweet at me in like six months. Like, I got it. I'll be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Now that Quack's out of the way, let's talk shooters. Blam! So Titanfall 2 really surprised me when it came out as to how much I actually loved it. So the gunplay was nice and agile. The movement snappy and deliberate. 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 You really feel like a skilled pilot in the Titanfall universe. 
But the thing that almost floored me was that the story was absolutely hands down. It just clapped cheeks, Harrison. So many cheeks. Cheeks. (laughs) So I'd like to get my recommend out of the way early and tell you to just play this game. It is absolutely Mm -hmm. incredible. Probably one of the best games I've played in the past 10 years. And the story, the long and short of it, is that you play as a guy called Jack Cooper. He's a pilot who becomes best friends with BT, whose name is actually Best Titan. That's the, what the uh, developer called Oh, really? Him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's why they called him BT. They're just like, he's the best Titan. He's just the best uh, Titan. He's great. And he's a giant mech suit with a heart of probably small amounts, to be fair, of gold. Yes. Uh, he's got excellent accidental comedic timing, the environments, the mechanics, the pacing, and just about everything else in this game is absolutely flawless. But do you know what the worst part is? What? The tragedy is that the game released alongside Battlefield and Call of Duty, which really hurt its sales. Oh, shit. Is that why it did so badly on release? Pretty much. I didn't realize that. the icing on this masterpiece of a cake is that it's still being bought and played by people today with it being released on Steam relatively recently. And that's just a testament to how amazing it really is. It is so good. For each game on here, we're going to give one of our favorite moments. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's either running between flying ships as you're wall jumping from side to side between them, or BT just yeeting you through the stratosphere. (laughs) He just literally just like launches you. He's yeah, like, he's just like calculating. <laughs> yeah, he's just like there's a bit where he throws you for like the second time. And he's like, it's just like before, isn't it? And he looks at you and just goes, no, there are considerably more variables. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, you're like, what? And he just throws you. <laughs> yeah, that is so... I actually forgot about that last bit. Yeah, that last mission, you're flying on what are essentially big combat frigates, aren't you, over a planet? And he yeah, throws you so from cool. one to another and you've got to run along the walls and get inside to take over the ship. That bit is so cool. Uh, I feel like this game, a lot of our like previous listeners will know that we both love this game anyway. You all know I was going to add this to my shooter list because I've raved about it in a lot of episodes. Um, it's got one of the best movements of any shooter, and I don't care what you say. Uh, and I want you to hit me with a checklist. It's got wall running, check, sweet as fuck helmets, check. It's my favorite gun, the Spitfire. And finally, big, stompy robot suits that fall from space that that when you call them down in an online battle you know when you're fighting like an enemy team in a multiplayer when you call on your titan and it falls down and crushes someone else's titan there is no better feeling than that during a match you're just like and they've just got into it as well <laughs> yeah like, yeah <laughs> it's just fucking Suck it. smashes through it yeah it's man. so satisfying the animations as well i completely forgot when you're getting into it depending oh, yeah. on what angle you come to from the titan um, you when you're trying to, I forgot what button it is to get in. Uh, you when just you hold, hold X. It, yeah, you hold X to get the in. The Titan will like reach out its arm and grab you and throw you into its chest so you yeah. can pilot it. It's, it's like, so if, nice. If you come from the top, you climb in and go through the hatch. But if you go from the front, uh, I've got one where I slide through the legs and then jump up and the Titan grabs me in the air and then puts me in. And if oh, you so if you grapple in with your, your rope, or my dad calls it the Spider-Man string, uh, <laughs> as you're flying towards them, it grabs you out, doesn't it? And then like puts you in. And, oh, it's so cool. There's you even some executions that. like that. What? It's when you pl- when you're in a Titan. If someone jumps in front of you, you melee. You punch the person. So oh yeah, off, they just explode into dust. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's pretty epic. There's some. Oh. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Then there's some really cool executions as well when you're playing. So if you execute an enemy Titan with a melee attack, 
sometimes if you've got a certain perk, your pilot jumps out of your Titan onto the back of theirs, pulls the uh, the energy battery out the back and jumps back in yours and puts it in. So you can like power up your Titan while you're executing the other one. Oh yeah, and you can do it where you can just do that anyway. You can just yeah. rip them out of Titan. You can, and yeah, you jump on the back. So yeah. um, oh, I think so good. my favorite point of the game and the bit that made me be like, okay, hold up, this shit is great was in the campaign. And this is a spoiler, so if you're wanting to be surprised, please skip ahead a few moments. And spoilers in three and two and one. They basically incorporate time jumping using a time displacement device where you're jumping between two timelines in a research complex where one time is the base is all destroyed and on fire and in parts and they're overrun by these giant creatures that are kind of like... They're kind of like mountain lions in a way, aren't they? But they're like these weird... Yeah. Kind of like the things off the film Avatar, that like black jaguar thing that he finds in the jungle. And in the other timeline, you are swarmed by soldiers as the research center is open and there's force fields between the different labs and you're just sort of jumping between the two so you one moment you jump off a wall and it's on fire and you time skip and then you're being attacked by different enemies it's just it's so clever and it's it must have been really difficult to design I, it that way i love the idea of jack just being like oh there's oh fuck there's like oh, dinosaur shit, fuck. things <laughs> yeah. oh fuck oh fuck he just dives back and forth. <laughs> it's just every every time he dives back it's just worse than the last yeah it's so cool and the, the bit after that when uh one of the big time devices explodes, doesn't it? And everything freezes and you're like running through frozen um, debris that's been falling. I think that bit is so cool as well. Yeah. There's the bit where... Right, spoilers are over for this point, by the way. Where yep. you're back. There's another part where something happens in the story and you get given a smart pistol and it's the first time you see it in the second game. Oh, yeah. So yeah. a smart pistol's just like an aimbot pistol and you're yeah. like escaping a facility and you're just sprinting out and you're just literally headshotting everyone with like no effort and it's so badass it is really cool i always hated that weapon in the multiplayer like i feel like it's such a cheap weapon the thing is i prefer the multiplayer from titanfall 1 because the time to kill's a lot higher so you got into a fight if someone shot you like twice you'd still have a chance to fight back yeah but in titanfall 2 it's just like it's too i don't want to say too quick it's like the maps are kind of too open. There's not enough you can do. Like the amount of times you get sniped is really annoying. Sounds to me like Jordan isn't skilled enough at Titanfall 2. Mate, I will slap you at Titanfall 1 because <laughs> Titanfall 1's they got superior multiplayer, but mm. Titanfall 2's campaign is where it's at. I don't, I don't rate the multiplayer much, but... The... I, I really like the multiplayer. I, I really do enjoy it. No, that's fair enough. I, I, th- I think it's like just where I'm, I went with it. I think at the time as well, I preferred like Battlefield battlefield and that had it was much more heavy so yeah that might yeah have it been was it. Yeah. like i wasn't about the short time to kill at the at the time of playing that yeah i get you okay so my next one yeah so my surprise game that i didn't add onto the list because i wanted to give you a little air of shock and i hope you're surprised and you better call me ryan from now on because that's <laughs> that's stealing from our episode so we're stealing from shot select <laughs> bastards yeah i know so my First game, well, first game other than Titanfall 2, obviously. So technically my second game is Portal 2. So Umami, did I catch you off guard with that? Because it caught me you off guard really right did, in it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a shooter whether you like it or not really, but it's a puzzle shooter. And I love that the world that you find yourself in and 
where the entire world pretty much to your knowledge is desolate and you're basically stuck underground in a decaying research base where they're testing various and not always kosher advancements in science. That shit ain't kosher. Shit ain't kosher, baby. So the main reason this game stands out and I, I think it still stands out to be honest is the physics play and how you play with them to solve the puzzles using your portal gun. So it's a first-person shooter in the sense of that you have the portal gun. That's your main mechanic is yeah. shooting, you know? It's a first-person shooter in the way that you shoot in first person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I like that when you jump in one hole that you place and you pop out of the other, which is just eternally fun. And I love that you can see yourself jumping in. You know, if you have, like, the portals facing each other, you can see yourself, yeah. like, moving. You can see the backs of your own legs. But my favourite really part of this game, and it's probably the same as yours, is any bit with Cave Johnson, voiced by the amazing J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I, his I will, character's I sanity is just like you—you you witness his sanity depleting, don't you? As you go and find more of the audio logs, and he's the owner and CEO of Aperture Science, that just seems to be as decrepit as the research centre as you go, and. I actually love the sound design in the game as well. When you when you hit the different gels that make you bounce or speed up, I don't know if you can find those sounds, Jordan, and put them in the episode. Like when the, yeah, on the speed gel, and it like goes. Am I going to have to actually install Portal and then do that? No, I'm actually going to have to do the thing. You can rip them from YouTube. You can do that. <laughs> you can rip them from me. Me. <laughs> rip them from a legal source. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's my my second one. Do you what do you think about Portal 2? Do you have any favorite moments from that? I think the multiplayer probably. Either that or GLaDOS being like, I would love to help, but as you can see, I am a potato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is really funny that bit. I I like the sass of GLaDOS. I really like the the uh the Aperture Science song. It's like we're Aperture Science. Oh, what what oh. does it say about the uh uh we're helping the ones except the ones that are dead. <laughs> I just oh, like no, it's uh, still alive. Still alive. That's it. Yeah. It, we do except what we the must ones that are dead. Can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, I'm not gonna sing it, but yes, that is. It's such a good game. Like the uh, turret opera as well. That really caught me off guard. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. I actually managed so to catch uh, a games orchestra in manchester one night at the albert hall and they had the guy who did all the music for i think he actually did the music for metroid and stuff so that was obviously amazingly cool for me i love watching that live but they did the portal songs as well which was really really cool live that's sick that's amazing though i think the woman who plays glados is like 70 or something 80 really i I think let me have a quick google yeah shoot a gook shoot a gook let me have a. We need we need a sound bite for that. It needs to like elevator music or something. No, like when we're doing shooting a gook, we need like a. He's shooting a gook. He's shooting a gook. Yeah, I don't know what the music. Some like sick bass line. Yeah, I need some slap bass. Glados, voice actor, Ellen McClare. Is she eighty? All right, give me a minute, Jesus. He, he uh, won't help you. 67. 67? She, she was born in 1952. No way. Yeah, that's... She's so sassy. She, she's insanely sassy. Uh, but yeah, that it's such an amazing game series. I say series. Is two of them a series? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that counts as a series. I'll, I'll, it's an amazing, I'll do air quotes, series. Uh, 
<laughs> We're on a podcast. They can't see the air quotes. I'll put a soundbite in. I'll put um, an air quotes soundbite. <laughs> right then. Right. Ready for the next game? I'm ready. Bioshock. Oh, the spookiness of Andrew Ryan. No surprise that Bioshock would end up in the, a best of list. Did you say Bioshock? Bioshock. You Bioshock me. Bioshock? You sound like Pixie <laughs> Podcast. Bioshock. No, I've been Bioshock. Um, shook me. <laughs> with its mind-blowing twist, memorable enemies, and haunting location, this is a masterpiece in game design. For those Please. of you who have been living like an Adam C. Slug and don't know what <laughs> this game is, you play as Jack... I don't know how to say that word. Winnand. 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 Is that his last it's, name? Winnand. Yeah. It's on his uh, passport. I don't, ah. Thing is, I put that in like the notes and I just didn't think to read it and see how it sounded. <laughs> Should Jack, put it in with Microsoft Sam. Jack Winnand. Uh, <laughs> during a flight, he's crashed into the ocean and seemingly innocently makes his way to the underwater city of Rapture. During his deadly journey through the city, he finds and empowers himself with gene-altering substances known as plad... 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 He's plad plad. He's, he's covered in plaid. Um, <laughs> plaid... So plaid stylish. Exactly. Oh, he's altering his genes. He's all plaid now. <laughs> Love some <So> corduroy. <laughs> I'll have you know the suit is velvet. Uh, <laughs> wearing a smoking jacket and people yeah. are scared of him. Right, with a cravat like Austin Powers. They are known as plasmids, which give him various powers such as shooting lightning from his fingertips, telekinesis, and even launching hordes of bees from his hands. That one always baffled me, Jordan. Yeah, that tryptophobia really gets me with that. Yeah, same. But like, they were making these plasmids to be useful in the city. Like, it shows like a guy with with the fire fingers lighting his cigarette and stuff. Like, what did firing bees out of your wrists do? Mate. What animals are starting to become endangered? Good point, but that doesn't mean I want to put them in my wrists. <laughs> right, you've got right, John. You got me there. But... Right, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just someone's being a dickhead, you know. It's like yeah, but but, bees. but look, black rhinos are also endangered, so I don't want those in my wrists. Imagine how big my fucking hands would be. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the middle of taking a sip. Black rhinos <laughs> exist. I don't want them coming out of my fucking hands. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the bit, you are right. I'll give you that. The B one was like high five, it. and I'm like, is that what a rhino sounds like? I don't know. For some reason, in my head, it was kind of like a cow sound. Yeah, they are the, the they're the cows of the desert. Really, they're a bit they? cowy, aren't they? Cows of the, the plains. Cows of the plains. The yeah. cows of the savanna. The savanna plains. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Where's this gone? <laughs> So one of my favorite things from the game, though, uh, is not only that Jack is kind of cool, he also has one of my favorite tattoos, which oh, is yes. the chains across the, chain. his, the inside of his wrists, which kind of show that throughout the game, the spoilers to this or whatever, um, mm-hmm. but he is a prisoner to the situation he's in, which I thought was really interesting. Nice yes, little bit of symbolism. It is, yeah. Also, wrist tattoos back in the 40s, that must have been very frowned upon. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Well, I mean, so is building an underwater civilization filled with drug users. But, you know. Well, you know, each of their own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alternate history. Wrist tattoos, I never. God. Splacious me. My favorite moments, however, are probably being turned into a big daddy, which always stood out as being 
outstandingly creepy. Mm-hmm. Either that or the good ending, um, which shows Jack surrounded by the little sisters. Yeah, that was a nice ending. That was. It I remember was. thinking like, that's a really nice thematic ending. It is. It's like, oh, look at how how cool he is. What a dude. What yeah, a, it, it was nice. Stand up guy. It didn't show anything between leaving Rapture and the rest of his life until his death. You could sort of infer that he had been a really good father to all of the little sisters because they were all there. I want to know what the fuck he did when he got back to wherever. It's like, yeah, gets like, back to America. And it's like, Jack, where have you been? You've been fired. You just didn't show up to work. And it's like, yeah. you'll never fucking believe. And why have you got 50 daughters? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You've got a good point. There'd be so many questions. There would, yeah. There'd be loads of questions. What's the thing? It's like Homer Simpson earns like 40k a year, doesn't he? Or something like that. Something like that, yeah. To support his like family of four or family mm-hmm. of five, including him. How much money would Jack need to earn to support 50... Like, I think it's like probably like 12 or 15 daughters, though. Is it that many? I thought it was like seven or eight or something at the end. It might be less. Either way, that's still quite a few. Especially in the 50s. Exactly. (laughs) Can you imagine that? It's like, do you know when people are like fathers, they have daughters. Mm -hmm. They're like, whatever you do to my daughter, I'm going to do to you kind of thing. And... And just like a moment, like, I wouldn't mess with my dad. And it's like, why? It's like, well, he saved me from a scuba diving monster um, and also ripped the evil out of my soul. (laughs) And he's just like, "Uh Uh uh-huh. Can we reschedule the date? Some of the daughters do get married as well, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hmm. I'm just going to have a quick. But you you underwent the surgery. Don't you? Because they've got that like really mangly, like sharp device that goes down your throat to change your voice to sound like a big daddy. I don't remember that. Do you not? No. Yeah, that that's a thing. Uh, I'm wondering how he like approaches people, and, like has conversations, and like how's it going, Jack? He's like, yeah, but what? Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a demon. Like okay, I don't, I don't remember that, but I need to play through that again. I'd like to play through the remaster that came out. Yes, it it's it doesn't change anything. It just makes the game look even better than it already did. Yeah, and to be fair, it, it still looked great anyway, didn't it? It was oh hell yeah, it was a beautiful, it's a gorgeous game. game. Yeah. Okay. Ready. So to my game? next one is Time Splitters Two, because because I don't know this just game just has too much greatness in it. I'll say that it's aged strangely. It feels weird, but. I think it aged that sideways. It aged sideways, non-linearly. But I think that's because of well, that was part of its charm. Obviously it was on I had it on the GameCube, it was also on the PlayStation 2, and was it on the original Xbox? I th- I remember it being on the PS2. Yeah, I, I can't remember whether it, it did come else. to Xbox or not. I know this this sequel, uh Time Splitters 3 Future Perfect was on the Xbox. But I, I don't know whether the second that. one was. It was, was okay. Good? It was good. I don't think it it was as good. It missed something. I don't know why. Uh, but two was weird to go back to. I played it recently and it's hard because trying to aim on that little nubbin of a C stick that the GameCube had is just really fucking difficult. But yeah, this was that, a game. It was like when you aimed, you didn't turn the stick properly. You like moved your character's arms. That's right. Yeah. And it always returned back to the center. When you let go of the C stick, it always. Yeah. 
the aim reverted back to the center of the screen and that was what made C it so stick hard. sounds vaguely sexual. I don't know why. Flick me on the C-stick. It does, yeah. Wow. Wow, Harrison. Hey, don't worry. Wow. My window's open. I'm wondering what my neighbors are thinking if they're outside. <laughs> that, I, you know, when you're expecting a slight amount of weirdness out of something. Yeah. There was like a small line in the sand. You just dragged a body over that line and I'm made sorry. a new line. Like <laughs> made a line with the body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's been a weird day. No, I'm, um, <laughs> I, I'm fine with it. I'm just explaining to people that it doesn't usually get this bad. Yeah. Sorry to you listeners. <laughs> Where was I? Yeah. So this game was probably <laughs> the game that started my love of first person shooters because it was almost like a gateway drug to young players who weren't used to be playing such a serious manner of gameplay. So, and I know that we obviously grew up playing Goldeneye and Perfect Dark somewhat to a lesser degree, but they were still more loosely realistic, I think. Like, Time Splitters 2 was kind of goofy and the characters were stylized and cartoonish and they were drawing on the stereotypes like the Chicago gangsters, the Russian soldiers, secret agents, and obviously the hunchback of Notre Dame that's randomly in there. And you have, like, the zombies and stuff. And it always just felt a little bit I don't want to say tongue in cheek, but do you know what I mean? Like it was a little less serious. It it was very campy. Yeah, it was. And it played up to that really well. I don't think it'd work nowadays. I don't know. They they like we said the other I think it was two or three weeks ago, we said that THQ Nordic has just bought the rights to the name time splitters. So it would be interesting to see whether they just bring out remasters or create I, a whole I think new they'll game. Remaster. I don't think they'll do a new game there's a lot of series that deserve new games but mm-hmm. it, it depends how they translate yeah this would be one that would have to be i don't know it would be difficult to do but i think you'd have to up jump it you'd probably have to maybe change the visuals a bit and stylize it a bit more um but i think that because it was so arcadey and you had so many characters to unlock through the game and every level was so different because you're literally time splitting. Sergeant Cortez is the main character and he's traveling back through time uh, for people who don't, don't know, who haven't played this. And I think he inhabits the bodies of his predecessors. I think that's like the main gist of it. So you're playing back through his ancestors. And I think the best part for me of playing this game was possibly the challenge modes, trying to get the platinum medals on like the flaming zombie modes, which was outstanding and the co-op was brilliant. And this was the first real shooter where I played multiplayer. And the best thing about it was probably the Canyon Desert level. And I know other people did this because I've read people on Twitter saying about this. And I was like, oh my God, we did the exact same thing. If you played the virus mode, which is when you have to kill these people that are on green fire. So it starts with one person on fire. And every time they touch another player, they light on fire. And eventually you're swarmed with a whole map of enemies on green fire and the secret, my boy, was to hide on the cliff on the little ledge where you could watch them coming up at you. And you, me and Will would stand there with our miniguns taking turns to reload, feeling like Arnie and Predator or Terminator 2. Like, it was just <laughs> so much fun. I absolutely loved that game. That's... I'm glad. I, I don't think I got any further than the second level or third level. Just because for some reason, it just didn't gel with me. Then again, I was very young at the time. Yeah, because I was going to say, you're a few years younger than me, so yeah, you would yeah, have been a, a bit younger. I'm, at the time of recording this, I am 25, and I 25 will be 25 years next, old. Next four months. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I'm 26 in like four months. Oh, God. Yeah, man. It's all downhill ah. from 25, trust me. Oh. I'd, I'd just like to add some very honorable mentions here. These are from my good buddy, Joel. 
no middle name Frost. Because um, we <laughs> spent a lot of time playing these games as a kid, along with my brother as well. He'd play it with us, good old T-Boy. Yeah. Area 51 for the PS2. Okay. Which was fucking astounding. And Far Cry Instincts Predator, where you could design your own maps and stuff on the 360. And it was amazing. Oh, cool. I'm going to see if I can pick up a copy and then I might have a few mates trying to play it split screen because it's four yeah, players. Split screen. You can idea. design your own maps and like have hang gliders and shit. Nice. You could do that on it... Time Splitters too. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, you could add yeah, a map builder and a custom level builder, yeah. Right. If anyone played um, Far Cry Instincts Predator, I want you to tell me if you forgot it was the same game series as Far Cry 5. Let me know, because I completely forgot it existed, and it's some of the most fun I've ever had playing video games. Nice. That's cool, man. I've never even heard of that one. Yeah, it was It was really weird, because like there were little serums you could take that turn you into a predator, which is like a, um, like a monster, pretty much, superhuman strength and stuff. Okay. You could set up like spike traps on trees just wherever. If there was a tree, just set a trap, and it'd like fling and smack people in the face. Oh, nice. <laughs> We spent way too much time playing those games when we were younger. Yeah, I, I was thinking like the other day, like the amount of time that you spend putting into games when you were when you were a kid. Like I remember some of the shooters we used to play. Like we'll get into them later on, but fucking hell, we spent so much time after school just doing nothing else. Yeah, it was. I miss the time where. Sorry, this is getting into nostalgia now. I yeah. miss being able to pick up a game and no matter what the game was, being incredibly excited to play it. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. No matter yeah. what it'd be, literally you get back from the game shop with like a game that was fiver and you'd be like, yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, getting like a bargain game was great. Bargain bin games, and especially when it turned out to be good as well. <laughs> like Bioshock was always like three quid. Yeah, yeah, it was never that it was expensive. the best game ever. It was so good. We talked about General Sam before. We did. So General Sam is famous for his playing of the game Escape from Tarkov. Now, Escape from Tarkov has only got more popular since it came out, with amazing content creators like General Sam, Aqua FPS, and the infamous Pestilli making engaging and educational videos in the gaming ecosystem. It is no wonder that it is attracting such a large amount of new players like in the time frame it's been out. Mm-hmm. Now, Escape from Tarkov puts you in the grizzled boots of either a Russian bear or a Western USEC. Exactly. Beardy boots. Beardy Um, boots, man. And they're private military contractors who are, yeah, you guessed it, trying to escape from Tarkov. So there are three specific ways this game differs from most other first-person shooters. Okay? So the first one is it's all about your ammo. The second one is that if you lose it, you lose it. And the third one is that there are chads and there are rats. Rats. So I'm going to give you a brief overview of each one of those points. So Do in it. this game, the most important thing to know is that your ammunition is what kills people, not your gun. Much like in real life, ballistic vests will have an armor rating that determine whether a certain caliber round will go through it into your weak, fleshy meat sack of a body. <laughs> so you have, you could have like an incredible gun that's uh, worth like, hundreds of thousands of rubles but if you load it with garbage ammo it'll barely tickle your enemy even if they're just wearing like civilian level body armor so learning that your ammo is what matters 
like really throws a lot of new players off because they don't understand that like I'm hitting this person, nothing's happening. Oh, right, okay. Um, but when you know it, you know it, and you can then learn to find the better ammo or just equip it. Um, so that's that's the ammo stuff, which I love that so much. Like knowing what you need. So whether you're going to have to shoot people in the legs opposed to like the head is really important because if someone's got a face shield that can just stop your bullets with no issue, what's the point? Yeah, that's really cool. It's a nice other change. Unarmored legs. Yeah, you could just like it's called leg meta. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like right i've got shit ammo with leg meta in today boys yep. going after the legs exactly i'm a knee fiend there's <laughs> such a weird oh, i can't remember where i heard it from but it's like just give people weird compliments like oh you've got lovely knees to see what the reaction is <laughs> just to see <laughs> every time yeah go for it so at the start of every raid you gear up your PMC to fight for their life and collect that sweet, sweet loot so you can amass a fat stack of rubles. Yeah? Fat Russian stacks. rubles. Fat stacks, boy. However, if you die, that gear is gone and you will most likely just lose it to someone taking it away. Like, your killer's just like, ooh, sweet gear. And they just shove it in a rucksack and they fuck off. Like, like the big kid with your favorite marbles. <laughs> How old are you? At least 12. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can insure your gear. However, it will take around 48 hours for you to get this back with the cheapest insurer. And that's only if someone doesn't take it and like out of the raid and go away with it. But if you don't collect it shortly after that it's been like collected by your insurer, they'll just fucking steal it. What the, the fuck? The world of Tarkov is an unforgiving one. That's very unforgiving. Fucking yeah, hell. Yeah, they just give you like 24 hours and like in real time, like 24 hours, like, yeah, sorry, mate. Don't have it anymore. In a bit. Yep. Bastards. Unbelievable. Prapo, you fucking yeah. dick. Uh, sorry, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the third point is that long story short, a Chad is someone who is there for more just killing than anything else. Uh, they just want that sweet bloodlust that comes from mowing down other PMCs using their incredibly expensive gear. Rats, however, scuttle from shadow to shadow, trying to get that sneaky shot on a Chad and steal his shit. <laughs> That's that my is rat exactly, sound. exactly. That is it. Like rats are fucking. <laughs> As General Sam says, rats are more about destabilizing the market on the game <laughs> than like, right. fucking killing people. They're literally yeah. like fuck with the stock market in the game <laughs> than fight. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. Uh, but so with this not being a story-driven game, uh, there's not many like cinematic moments. However, there's still plenty of things to love. Like the most notable for me is how amazing the sound design is, uh, especially like if you breach a door. That's my favorite sound effect: is kicking a door and you hear the hinges go and it fly oh, really? open. And the like your viewpoint's perfect, where you can see your guy's leg actually like put effort into it. Oh, it's not so, like a leg on a stick animation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can literally like feel the wind up and follow through. That's it's cool. So impressive. But the devs for the game have done like an amazing job. So Nikita, well done. Uh, it's just like a military sim that is incredibly realistic, yet still really fun. Uh, that, and if you get a headshot and your helmet ricochets the bullet, your screen starts shaking and like all your visuals go. I think it like blacks out your visuals for a second. Oh, your ears cool. start ringing and you like in real life, you get genuinely confused and like panic. <laughs> 
because it's so <laughs> rare that it happens. That's really cool. It's so fuck because like it's literally just like a full on like a flashbang's gone off, and you're That's just awesome, like man. fuck. I need to get out of here now. That's cool that it's rare as well. It's it's things like rare mechanics. Yeah, it's they always like, stand out the most in games. It's like in Dark Souls when some of the bosses have rare moves that they'll only do once out of a hundred times. Oh, but I I was playing on uh, a mate of ours. You remember Annie? Yeah, I was playing on her account on Dark Souls once. And she saw a what are they called little crab revenant things. Oh, uh, oh shit! So when people die with loads of souls, they're yeah, really yeah. rare. And she was like, "I've just seen a crab thing. What do I do?" And I was like, you, "What? Where are you?" She was like, "I'm in like the starting area." And I was like, no "You've way. just seen like one of the rarest things in the game. I played for, like 300 hours and never seen one of these. Yeah, I never saw and one either. One in your first like five hours. No way. Like, That's insane." Fuck. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, there's another cool thing. Sorry, Tarkov. I've, I've just started playing it again. It's oh, so right. good. You, If you're wearing a face shield, like a ballistic mask, if someone yeah. hits you in the face, it cracks the visor where the bullet hits. Oh, yeah, you so said you it was on last time. Yeah. It. yeah, it's just so cool. Like I love it. So you've got to like, flick the visor up, but your face is then exposed. It's just... No oh, way, that's it's, cool. It's so amazing. Right, let's... Before I start gushing yeah i think we're already over half an hour in and we've only been like two games (laughs) jesus christ right next Uh, my next one is doom 2016 and this may shock some listeners but i still think i prefer doom 2016 to doom eternal i just feel like it was much more refined when it was made it came from dragging the doom franchise back from hell kicking and chainsawing like an angry hell beast kitchen there it dragged it back from Hell's Kitchen in New York. <laughs> and, uh, Gordon Ramsay yeah. dragging the Dune Slayer. It's fucking raw. It's raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it dragged it back from being or what it turned into in Doom Three with its survival horror turn. Like a lot of people really didn't like that, and it. Hang on, what the hell have I written there? Oh, from so it dragged it back from the survival horror of Doom 3, which pretty much glory killed the slowing old franchise that people had reverted to playing mods of, of like the original games. Like people were still playing mods of the, you know, like map packs and new HD versions and stuff. Whereas Doom 2016, when it was in production, it, it looked back at its old heritage and asked like what worked and it actually ran with it. And then it refined its movement, making everything precise and butter smooth. And then when the navigation was absolutely perfect, it moved on to its shooting, which it had to be leveled up. Like, let's face it, because the shooting in the original Doom wasn't the best. It, everything felt kind of light, but it did its job at the time. Whereas everything now, they incorporated so much weight, all the guns make you feel powerful. And I mean, you do feel powerful without them, especially when you grab a quad damage, which still uses the original damage sound effect that everyone loves, or the berserk boost when you tear demons apart with your bare hands. And, you know, you get my point, you've played it. And obviously then it's slathered on its beautiful textures, its PBR materials and lighting. And then again, we can't talk about this game without mentioning Mick Gordon's astoundingly aggressive, heavy soundtrack. That is just perfection in my mind, dude. I bought that soundtrack on vinyl. You have? I fucking love that soundtrack it's great. so much. Uh, I will say the new soundtrack, the track called uh, The Only Thing They Fear Is You, is just ah, oh, metal perfection. Oh, it's. It, I, I can't think of a series that's made a comeback like Doom has. Oh, no, no. It's, it's risen from the ashes, literally. 
Like, I really do. I understand why people prefer 2016 to Eternal. Yeah. I think I prefer the hectic nature of Eternal, to be honest. Yeah. But that's just me. Like, certain. it depends on the day which I'd rather play, to be honest. Like, if I just Mm -hmm. wanted to chill out, I'd, like, not chill out. Chill out's the wrong words to use. Uh, If I wanted a more relaxed... A relaxed slaughter. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. If I want a recreational slaughter... I go yeah. for Doom 2016. But the way I played Doom Eternal was every time I died, I turned my volume up higher. <laughs> Just to fuel the fire. That was it, man. I like It sounds really fucking dumb. No, it makes sense. I, w- I was like, oh, I'm playing it like a comfortable 30 on my headphones, like my decent like high praxes. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, a tasty little 30. That's nice. And I'd die and I'd be like, right, I'll crank it to 40. And Shit, there's a fucking cat in my room. Fuck, I just shit myself. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> fucking hell, I just looked to my left and there was a cat climbing off my fucking bedside thing. <laughs> shit. We were talking about demons and I just saw something moving in the dark. Are you going okay? back up. Yeah, it's gone back out my bedroom window now. Oh, fucking hell. It's my neighbor's Jesus. kitten. <laughs> oh, to be fair, I saw a cat in my garden the other day. So <sighs> I, I've, I've moved house. I'm, I'm between two houses at the minute. Uh, mm-hmm. with family so i saw a cat in the garden or i didn't even see it. i opened the door to go out into the garden it's a massive garden it's like it's long as fuck mm-hmm. i've sent you pictures i think yeah yeah and the cat like instead of running and jumping onto a fence it ran the length of the garden which took it a good 15 seconds as it's trying <laughs> to get away from me but it didn't sprint it was just like pottering it was like oh no like, oh, like slowly shit. running yeah <laughs> i was like what the fuck are you doing well yeah i i just cranked the volume up it got to the point where it's like a hundred and i was like my ears are bleeding i better fucking kill this shit quick hello tinnitus <laughs> yeah yeah oh it's so good it is Amazing. good but like like you said it is the new one is definitely more hectic and in my opinion when you're trying to connect with a character so, you know, like with Link where, you know, he's called Link because you're supposed to link with a character or whatever and he doesn't talk, so you're supposed to sort of embody it. I feel the same is true with the Doom Slayer. However, in the first one, it makes you feel like a refined killing machine. Do you know what I mean? It, it makes the character feel like, okay, he knows what he's doing. Whereas in the second one, because you've got so many more mechanics, I find myself tripping over the control figuratively and I'm like, oh fuck. And it makes me feel like the Doomslayer is like, oh shit, what the fuck? Grenades. Oh, where's my flamethrower? You know, like I feel like he's panicking as much as I am. I, the thing is, I agree with you, but from mm-hmm. the other angle of that, All right. that, I feel like more of a badass knowing that I've completed an entire section using every piece of my arsenal. Yeah, I, I can understand that. And I, I know why you would feel that. And I, I want to feel like that, but I don't. <laughs> I'm wondering it's because I'm playing a mouse and keyboard. I've got individual keys for each thing. Whereas I don't could know what be. the controller experience is like if it's more fumbly. It feels it to me. It doesn't feel as re- like, I feel like they took so much more time with the original one to refine it. Yeah. Like with this, with my mouse, I've got it. So sorry, I'm drinking beer, so I'm burping. Um, uh, I've got it on my mouse where I've got like an MMO one so it's got 12 buttons on the side so Mm -hmm. I can change to my weapons individually with my thumb right okay so I don't have to load a weapon wheel and things like that yeah that's much better I I feel like it makes it more fast paced 
So I'm yeah. like, right, I need this kind of weapon now or I'll swap to this. I need to flame belch. I need to throw a grenade. And then it's like, it's it. I love looking at the difference between me playing the first time and me like three or four hours in. And it's like, I'd love to, I wish I'd got a video at the start compared to where I ended up. Yeah, where it was like, yeah. oh, I'm struggling like to do everything at once. And then you just see this like seamless flow of you you're almost, instead of just, like, fighting for your life, you're fighting a battle that you know all the steps to individually. It's more like video game ballet than yeah, it is. Yeah, it becomes a dance, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you're just like, right, I know exactly what I'm doing. And you're reacting to situations that you're identifying as they go. Opposed to being like, I need to kill shit. Ah, oh, fuck. You're just like, right, that's my next biggest threat. I'll use the shotgun grenade launcher to get rid of the turret. And then I need to chainsaw this guy and then flame belch that guy and then blood punch this one. It's just like, you've got your plans laid out. Yeah, I think they, I, I imagine it was an intentional thing as well. Like, I think they probably looked at it like, what can we do to incorporate some manner of rhythm as opposed to mindless killing? You know, yeah. so they've, They've done those, like you said, then you've got, a, oh, you've got a flame belt this guy because I need more ammo. You've got a blood punch these guys because I need more health. I've got a chainsaw this guy because now I'm running low on ammo again. And that, yeah, I see what you mean. It's, it's probably a conscious effort that they did it. I really think it is. Yeah, I, I think it, they were just making a change where it's like, right, let's make it more badass. But at yeah. the same time, that was kind of isolating part of the player group who are, let's say, on controller where they have to take time out to pick weapons and it breaks the gameplay flow. Yeah, yeah. And that flow is what you really need. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's very important in that kind of game. We figured it out at us. Uh, yeah, at us, yeah. Ready for the next one? Yes! While you can technically play this game in third person, only psychopaths do. Remember that, Harrison. <laughs> I remember. Uh, Fallout 3 is possibly my favorite RPG of all time. It's a post-apocalyptic first-person shooter set in the United States after a nuclear war that was, if I remember correctly, started by aliens. Really? Yes. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Laura, uh, let me know. because yeah, Laura, sorry. at us. Laura J. Art. Uh, yes, at Laura J. Art. She's amazing. Okay. Her brother came in my shop the other day. I saw that on Twitter, and I was like, what yeah. the fucking chances of that? Yeah, I know. It's weird. Nice guy. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was like, uh, well, I can't, we started talking about games and then he was like, oh, we got a, a game. I, I what are we saying now? We were, we were just chatting about games and random shit. And then when he was leaving, I had a burrito sticker in my um, in my hard, hard drive case. And I was like, oh, if you like games, uh, we're one of the top podcasts on Pod, well, the top podcast on Podchaser. If you want to check us out, you might enjoy it. And then he was like, oh, I know this, this artist. And I called laura and i was like you mean laura jr and he was like fucking hell yes and i was like oh yeah she's been on the podcast <laughs> and then he was like oh my god so then we chatted loads after that um, what a supportive brother not know, knowing yeah. his sister was on the podcast i know bad points negative points yeah what a dick sorry yeah. mate if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> no he was great he was really nice um uh, yeah yeah that oh, sounds amazing what a small world yeah shout out to you if you're listening dude so there Something so satisfying about blowing someone's head into tiny pieces with iconic weapons such as the hunting rifle or gauze rifle or gauss rifle. I'm not sure what the I think is. it's gauss, yeah. 
I think it's shut your whole mouth. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry, I'll probably fuck cut me, that right? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'll probably cut that bench. Like, yes, no, leave it um, in. It's funny. Not to mention that you can now combine Fallout Three and New Vegas. New Vegas being the lesser of the two games into mm-hmm. a single game using the mod Tale of Two Wastelands on PC. The DLCs are also great. Liam Neeson is your dad, and there is a perk that makes people explode into a bloody mess. What is there not to love? Harris will find something because he Neeson. doesn't like it. I'm not going to say because people will get annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> people don't like it when I say. People don't like no, it okay. when I be hipster and don't like things that are universally loved. Yeah, because you're wrong. So yeah. my favorite mode, I'm not going to give chat, like has a chance to come back at me there. You call Finding- chats. No. <laughs> so, one of my favorite moments was finding the alien spaceship for the first time and getting the alien blaster. That and completing Operation Anchorage and the pit. So Operation Anchorage is part of the, uh, I think it's a simulation that goes on in the fight for Alaska. Which it's is a simulation, I didn't know that. In the game, yeah. It's like, for some reason, China starts attacking Alaska first. Why the fuck would you attack Alaska? Alaska's closest, got it? fucking nothing. Yeah, but it's closest. Just pick somewhere else on that coast. You know what I mean? It like, sticks out a long way, dude. You got you to look at the map. Maybe they were just testing their missile range or something. They literally send people like on foot. Oh, they send, oh, right, foot soldiers, right? I thought you meant just firing missiles or something. No, no, no. They go, they attack Alaska. Do you know, do you remember that, like, Napoleonic War where they attacked Russia and they just fucked up massively because Russia's cold as dicks? Mm -hmm. Yeah, imagine that and imagine that everything is snow. Everything, forever. Welcome to Alaska. Okay. And aliens, like, you get to that city called Nome where, like, 80% of people claim to have been abducted by aliens. 80%? It's it's fucking high. It might not be eighty percent, but it's it's a, a large percentage. How would you feel being part of the twenty percent that hadn't been abducted? I don't How know if I'd be like, "Thank feel? fuck for that," or I'd be like, "What what's wrong with me?" <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Just like it's like, all right, fine, fine, fine. be that way. You little yeah. green freaks. Yeah, the aliens come into your house and they take all your family, but you. They're like, all of you come with us. You you can stay. <laughs> Nabayeg. Nabayeg. Fuck it up. Jesus Christ. I've only had two beers. What is this? I know. Right, let's move to the next game. Next game. So my next game is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And this game was probably the most prominent shooter, like shooter shooter, uh, where shooting is the main focus as opposed to being a more adventure or puzzle style shooter. It came out to a fanfare of drama because of its first, I think it was either the first or one of the early scenes. Um, Is it no Russian by any chance? Yes. Depicting a terrorist attack in which you take part as an undercover operative and you're going through an airport and I think you, you execute loads of civilians. And now when I, when I got it, it it did have an option to skip that section. And I think that was added um, retroactively after in the later copies. I'm not sure. I think it was there in the first place. Was it always there? Right. Okay. It was like sensitive material or something like that. Right. So they knew Uh, it was going to be an issue. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's it. Yeah. I I remember playing that for the first time and I was like, this shit so fucking cool. I was like, (laughs) mowing down civilians. Then again, I was like 14. So I was like, this is boss. 
I've never yeah, see, seen an airport in such high detail. Daka 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 daka. <laughs> I'm going to come at it from a different different direction as I was a little bit older because I like I remember thinking that this was like a selling point of the game because everyone at school was like, "Oh my god, have you played it yet?" And I did play through the section because I was more curious and I didn't think it was nice. Obviously, I was a little bit older, so I was like, "Okay, this is obviously a serious thing, but I don't remember if I was shocked or not. Like maybe I blocked it out, but I don't think I, I remember being like, okay, this is not a nice situation to play through, but narratively it's important to the story. So I get why it was relevant to play through it because it was a, the main focus of that story was about Makarov, wasn't it? He was the terrorist who was yeah. leading that act. Named so after the worst pistol in the world. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's probably why Small and loud. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Small, loud, and probably wouldn't kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot them in the head and they're just like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> just bounce off you. And yeah, not to, so- sorry, to, to go off of the thing like where I said, like, this is cool as shit. I, on a serious note, with being like a teenager at the time, it at no point was I like, I just didn't care. I was like, it's a video game. Like, exactly. You know the difference between something being real, don't you, in a you game? You don't. Yeah, I'd never attributed, like, real life to it because I was just like, it's a game. Like, I'd never associate that to real life. If I thought about it, I'd be like, yeah, people getting shot up in a, in an airport's, like, pretty pretty horrible. But at the time, I was like, yeah, it's a video game. I just want to get through this because it's not really... It wasn't really that fun in comparison to the rest of the story. It yeah, was like yeah. a... It was more like a section of walking simulator than a mission. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was. You couldn't do anything. It's like there was no threat. So that took away from the interesting nature of it for me. Yeah. I was like, I just want more gameplay. I don't want any of this walking about. I don't want it. I bought this to shoot people, not play like a Chinese room styled, like we've all gone to the rapture kind of game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I understand. Yeah. It was, it was a weird section, but like I said, I think narratively it, it was relevant to be there uh the main point of the game where it stood out for me like and still in my memory to this day was the online play factor it was one of the first games that i actually played a lot online and this was the one i was talking about that we'd play for hours and hours after school like i remember going home every day after uh, either later years in school or sixth form and playing it non-stop until i went to bed and i think that it was because of this game that I really got into competitive play, there was nothing like killing XX Noob Master 69420XX after he'd killed you loads, and then getting the ability to have the nuke kill streak, which was a new thing for that game, I think, to end the entire match because you were ahead with a kill streak was so cool. Like, it made you feel really powerful and in control of the online game. So, for people who don't know, if you got, was it 25 kills in a row without dying? It was, yeah. Yeah you got a nuclear bomb kill streak where you could drop a nuke on the map. So it just started a countdown and that was it. And then the match would end and you just literally decimated everything, which was a really cool mechanic. It like gave a bit more control to the player. And I think that was quite revolutionary at the time. Yeah, definitely. It's such a weird, it's annoying when it happens to you though, because you can be doing well yourself. Yeah. And then there's yeah. a nuke and you're like, Oh, oh <laughs> well, man. Goodbye match. <laughs> but yeah, it was um it was definitely an interesting way of doing it. I'd never seen anything like that before. Like, yeah, yeah. I've never experienced anything else within a video game where it was just like 
yeah, the match is ending now because some guy has been kicking ass so hard that everyone else just needs to die at the same time. He's kicking ass so hard the world is ending. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What? Right, I'm going to ask you this question, Harrison. What's tactical mm-hmm. about a nuke? Um, it's, it's called a tactical nuke. It what is, is the called difference? a tactical nuke. I think that in terms of that game, because you're being tactical about ending a ma- uh, ending the match when you're ahead... I was thinking more that it's got a silencer on it or something. <laughs> just, just like taped to it. Would it be on the front or the back? I don't. I, I'm thinking just like on the side. Someone's just, just like, like slapped uh, on. It's like uh, this is maybe a tactical nuke. The boss is going to fucking kill us. It's like I've got us. Don't worry. I've got. Don't worry, this. bro. <laughs> just duct tapes it on the side, and the, the, <laughs> the, the like fucking colonel comes over, just like nice, nice. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> Nice. Nice. The background. Nice. Yeah, that's fucking funny, man. Yeah, I guess that would make it a lot more tactical. <laughs> Either that or it's just like spray painted, like attaching camouflage. gilly leaves to it. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that tree's looking a bit swollen. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that tree's falling from the sky pretty fast. It's ticking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Right, Christ. hit us with your next game, dude. We're going to have to get through these ones very quickly because we are at an hour and two. So, oh, shit. Halo ODST. So ODST really split the Halo fan base. Some people hated the squishy nature of the ODSTs, whereas others like myself loved the dark noir and chilled the vibe of the city. Dark at night. noir. Dark uh, noir. The way you said that was good. <laughs> Sorry. Vince noir. Well, <laughs> if you sample that, I swear to God. <laughs> so in this game, you play as an orbital drop shock trooper, an ODST and have to piece together the events of your fire team's previous night while you were knocked out for around six hours. Um, and you have to slowly and methodically traverse the city of New Mombasa. So writing this and like actually having a look over it made me want to play it again because I was like, fuck, that's such a cool game and like the it light in and like the story. Um, but my favorite moments were probably playing Firefight with my friends at... Uh, and like trying to get all the achievements on it. I think I have the achievements on like almost every main release Halo game ever. Nice, well done. But not on like Halo 4 and 5. I'm pretty sure I have everything but the last one on ODST, which really annoyed me. Oh, uh, um, yeah, you're 99%. But it's like that walking through the city at night listening to the amazing soundtrack by Martin O'Donnell. Like, yeah, just it, was, it was beautiful. It really was. Difference for Darkness. Yeah, such a one. good song. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, and one is it just called Rain or Rainfall? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. There's actually some game news about ODST today that we'll get into on our bonus episode after this over on our Patreon if you want to listen to that. So yeah, you'll be excited to hear about that. I am sure. Yas. Yas Queen. Yas! My next I don't game know why I went for Yas Queen. Is Prey. <laughs> And you play as Trixie, Trixie Mattel and oh, Katya. Yeah. Honey! Just <laughs> <laughs> every time they great. the, the zzz noise. Yeah, the zzz little buzz, yeah. I'd love if we actually got a game of uh, Trixie and Katya. Right, side note. I said we had to get through these quickly, but I just want to point this out. Okay. I was watching Un, like, at my yeah. desk, yeah. And, uh, like, my desk is near my front door. So I've just moved... I've So my dad came in the other day and I was like, my brain went through a weird shift where I was like, right, I'm watching two drag queens talk about something. Yeah. 
I do you know that moment where you're like, if you're watching porn and you hear a noise, you're like, right, close that shit down. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I got that immediate reaction when my dad opened the door. I was like, <laughs> how do I explain this? It is a weird situation when you because it's an, an unusual form of comedy. They're obviously they talk about a lot of sexual stuff. They are fucking hilarious. They're, They're two men of- dressed in dresses with hilarious hair and makeup. And they are two of the best people. They are so fucking they are funny. So hilarious. That it's like some of the best comedy I, I've experienced in yeah. like years. I've actually and seen I, I Trixie live. Oh, mate, I, it, they're so good. They really like, are I, funny. Most people will know that Harrison and me are, are straight men, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, you obviously don't need to be gay to watch like drag queens doing comedy. No, not at all. No. And it's, fucking it's if you've not seen un it's like u-h-n-n-n-n-n it is some of the funniest stuff you'll ever see it is amazing yeah watch the drugs episode if you need a place to start (laughs) (laughs) oh my god they're so funny it's just the editing on it is amazing yeah i showed me it once and yeah you didn't know what my reaction would be did you no i was like well because that was when i had i had this has been gone total sidetrack when i had first been introduced to like drag queens because my girlfriend helen shout out to you and happy anniversary for today um had introduced me to that because she works at a theater that has a lot of uh lgbtq um like shows on so they have a lot of drag queens and a lot of uh you know different gay media things so i'd be going to the shows because you know i don't care about people's orientation you can do whatever you like with whoever you like as long as consenting and nobody gets hurt unless you're into that thing and then you know feel free whatever so yeah i'd been watching these shows and it was hilarious and then she showed me this youtube channel so i thought i'd show you but i know drag queens aren't something that a lot of people really watch that often uh i I mean a bit more now with like rupaul's drag race being like quite a popular thing uh, and it started becoming really big on YouTube. So I thought, oh, well, I'll show Jordan and see what he thinks. But Like pissing myself the entire time. Yeah, so yeah. Funny. I'm really glad you enjoyed it because I know some people will be a bit like, what the fuck's this? Well, that's that's it. It's the stigma around it. You've got to realize that you're watching it for their comedy opposed to what they are. Yeah, like, totally. You shouldn't matter who they are. You're watching it for their personality. They could be dressed up as like giraffes and I wouldn't care because it's still funny. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's just like their, their takes on situations. Oh, it's amazing. Right, yeah. okay. The game, Prey. Okay, Sorry. Prey is my next one. I think this came out in, was it 2016 as well, I think, maybe? Something like that. Uh, Prey is a weird one, and I think it does something special for shooters in that it makes you feel weak. The weapons are fine, and they have they you know they give good juice and feedback. But because the monsters are so like super strong and will straight up make you super dead, it feels like it's mind special. I don't know why most shooters have spe- sorry mind special. Yes, mind my mind brain. My mind brain. It's mind special. So mo- <laughs> most shooters hand you all these weapons and are like, okay, it's time to beat Power Man five thousand. But this one is like not so, and I appreciate that. And plus it operates in very similar manner to Bioshock, but just in space. And I like it I've for that. I've heard that comparison. It is basically Bioshock in space. It, it literally is. And apparently the the DLC called Moonfall, I think it's called, yeah, is supposed to be amazing. That's supposed to be the best bit, which I haven't got to yet. But I just want to say thank you to Ryan from Shark Select for recommending this game for me months ago. Uh, I ended up getting it bought for me for like my last birthday or something. And I've been playing through it since I haven't played through loads of it, but I am enjoying it. So thank you Sick. for recommending that one for me. What is your next game, J-Man? Quick side note on that. Prey. I'd like to actually say that the original Prey was really good too. 
Is that like the like... Native American one? Yes. Do you say Nathan American? Native, not Nathan. It sounded like you said Nathan American. I was no. like, what? You know, Nathan American. He's that, he's that guy. <laughs> that guy, Nathan American. You know, yeah. the frills on his leather jacket. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, that, that was actually really good. Like the way that it used the 3D space and like the changing of gravity and stuff like that. Amazing. Perspective and all that kind of stuff. Really interesting game. Yeah, if you get a chance to pick up, I think it's like a pound. It's on the Xbox 360. You can find it for like 50p, honestly. Oh, cool, Just okay. Pick it up, give it a go. It's actually it's any more really than good. 50p or a pound, I'm not going to be happy because I've been lied to, Jordan. <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. I'm not upset with the price. I'm upset you've lied to me. Yeah, I'm just upset I'm not, with the I'm distrust that's now brewing between the two of us. I'm not upset. I'm disappointed. Oh, don't. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my next game is another Call of Duty title. However, mm-hmm. probably a bit of an unconventional one for Call of Duty. Uh, but it's World at, uh, World at War. I put World and War, which are... Uh, World and War. World and War. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> so it's some of my favorite gunplay uh, in any of the Call of Duty games. And in most games, my favorite weapons are bolt action or pump. So that came out weird. Guns uh, yeah. a pump jump. <laughs> <laughs> one pump chump they call me it's a powerful pump though it counts you know <laughs> just bam done yeah. it's like a 12 gauge boom <laughs> and i'm spent yeah. so, so it's nice having weapons like bolt action weapons that are actually viable and they feel as powerful as they are if you hit someone in the chest because people aren't wearing body armor in these games really mm-hmm. it's literally just like right that's done so it felt really satisfying hitting those like consecutive shots it did uh, that, I, I think that's been the only game with the old bolt action weapons that i've actually enjoyed playing because of the weapons yes like because it's like the mp40 i think was the meta gun on there or the uh stg44 yeah and yeah. uh, they're both really good weapons but it was like having bolt action like car 98k and like the flies on my mic stand fuck off uh <laughs> something like, All about yeah, the animals but, today I know, like that, those weapons, it's just something so satisfying about them. That leads on to my favorite thing about this game, which is the headshot sound. So it was made by hitting a helmet with a hammer and ripping open a head of lettuce. No way, really? Yeah, man. That's That's how they got the sound. Yeah, exactly. That, and it had zombies, which was like, they introduced zombies in that game. Zombies is amazing. Oh, yeah, the first zombie mode was brilliant. Uh, like Deadies, which was fucking awesome. It's like so many Easter eggs, shit like that. That and Attack Dogs is such a cool kill streak. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was real. I, I fucking loved that. It was very cool. It was. Uh, my next game is Bioshock Two. Bioshock That's a Two surprising is one. Really? How come? Because it was really poorly received. Like I love Bioshock Two as well. I've got the sealed collector's edition with the vinyl in it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it it didn't really evolve much beyond what one did. If anything, it, most people feel like it dumbed it down. But I love playing as Alpha. I thought Bioshock 2 was amazing. Yeah, I did. I, I think that, well, Bioshock, it, it, it dragged me back down below the waves to the City of Rapture. That was what I liked. It, it I think it improved on the design and maybe it was just narratively that made it more interesting to me so rapture was the reason i loved the original bioshock game and the big daddies which are 
sounds way kinkier than they actually are um yeah. with the characters that i thought were fascinating like you learn a bit about them in the first one but you don't learn tons yeah. so t- to get to go back into rapture and find out more about the backstory and to actually get to play as the original alpha daddy which is now what i'm going to ask all my colleagues to call me um <laughs> Yes, I'm self-employed, so I will refer to myself as the Alpha Daddy. Have I got, every time I walk into your shop, have I got to be like, sup, Alpha Daddy? Sup, Alpha Daddy, yes, please. Do you get to tell people what you're called on my Facebook when I message you? Uh, what am I called on your Facebook? I can't remember. <laughs> Cast Daddy. Oh, yeah, Cast Daddy, <laughs> the pod daddy. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. I'm, big, I'm Big Ginge on my mates. Oh, yeah. It really fucking annoys me. Joel I, put me like Big Ginge. What, <laughs> did, what did I call you? Oh, it's the face to the short hair, isn't it? The short face. Uh, there's another one I had. Uh, having a conversation with a friend of mine <laughs> called like Decrepit Being or something like <laughs> nice. that. She said I'm just a decrepit being. So that was her name from then on. Yeah, changing that. Yeah, <laughs> stick with that. Uh, what else about thingy? What was I saying about this? I think, oh, I think the bit that stuck with me uh, from the campaign is the initial opening. I loved living through the last party that Rapture had for their New Year's celebration before everything went to shit and all the splices basically took over. I think that was really cool playing through that bit. The multiplayer was pretty cool as well, actually. Yeah, it brought in a different twist to multiplayer when you're playing with all the different plasmids. I remember my, my brother played it a lot. Yeah, you yeah, were, I, I yeah. I played a fuck ton of that. It was so good. That was one online that I didn't play much. I, I tried it, but I don't know. I think that was at the same time when I was playing a lot of COD, so that was taking a lot of my gameplay time. I feel like a lot of games had some interesting multiplayer aspects that never really got taken advantage of because of, you know, like the domination of Call of Duty. Yeah, th- that era of online games was just dominated by the mainstream first person shooters. And I think that was maybe just a budget thing that they could advertise more as having the multiplayer as the mainstay of the actual game itself. Yeah. It's like the last of us, the last of us had on multiplayer as well. What? Apparently it was really, really good, but I, I just never that. played it. Yeah. Last of us one had multiplayer. No way. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Appar- like I said, apparently it was like a really, really good, like standalone experience. What was it like? I guess it was just like the combat sections then. Yeah, pretty much. I think it was like 4v4 or something like that. I never played it, but I've heard rave reviews of people that actually like some loads rave. of time. They were like, it's, it's, last of us, last of us. Well, had it as well. Oh, I didn't know that. No. I've never played Uncharted game. Never you played never one. played Uncharted? Mate, play all of them. They're actually really good. I'm not a PS boy. I'm an PS X-boy. <laughs> PS, I'm not a boy. <laughs> PS. <laughs> uh, uh, right, I've, I've got some honorable mentions as well because I added mine at the end of the list like a normal person as opposed to you adding them after like your second one. Sorry, so, right. It just came into my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, uh, right. First of all, <laughs> fuck off a minute. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, back the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, my first honorable mention was going to be the Metroid Prime series because everyone knows on this podcast that I love Metroid Prime, but I don't. I didn't feel like this could be defined as a first-person shooter. And like, yes, it's first-person, and yes, you're shooting, but I always feel like it's more appropriately defined as a first-person puzzle platformer, in my opinion. It is... You've literally described previously. Like, one... You're fucking... Like, let me scroll back up. 
your da, 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 second game was Portal. Yeah. Right. Define what that game is, Harrison. Is would you it's say not it's the same. a first-person puzzle platformer? No, no, it's not the same. It is I, I, literally no. a first-person no. puzzle platformer. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, damn I no. No, I I don't know. I, like I don't know why. sound effects going in. It's like, no. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no. I I don't know why I feel like Metroid is more of a, like, first-person adventure game than Portal 2 is. Oh, I see. Right. I, I get what you're coming from. Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't know, because of, like, the navigation around how many worlds and areas you're going through, I think it's more focused on that than it is to be a first-person shooter, because the shooting... It's, it's literally lock on and shoot. It's not like you're... It's, there's no manner of skill involved, really, with it. It's just lock on, and then you when you move around, you're locked onto the enemy looking at them, and you just press A to shoot, like, you know? It's more of a platforming experience than a shooting yeah. experience. Yeah, and you use okay. the gun to open doors. It's more of a tool than it is a weapon, I think. Like No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, a good analogy. And my other shout-out has to be the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Warzone. I think Modern Warfare has done some great things for weapon feedback, and I think every gun has phenomenal sound and feedback to the player, especially my lovely AX50 50 cal sniper, because oosh, that baby hits hard! And then when you put a little fucking sneaky, sneaky silencer on there, and you're like, and then someone dies on the other side of the map five, five miles away, and then Stu goes, oh! because you got them there's no, there's no better feeling than that oh god me and joel used to play halo all the time just like yeah. 1v1 split screen and we had this like there was a clip we had where it's literally like joel had just like fallen past the hill and a shot with a sniper rifle it was like shot oh my days <laughs> it was like i'm gutted that we don't have that like this is before it recorded like your audio and shit like that so all oh, right because it's one of my favourite oh, no moments from playing Halo 3. It's funny how stuff sticks with you like that. We we actually had one the other week. Uh, on, on, funny enough, on Warzone, I don't know if you saw it, it was the thing with the truck. Did you see it? <laughs> I did, yeah. Well, you saved, was it Ryan's life? Uh, it was Stu. So, like, oh, Stu, what, what happened was we dropped into the game and it went to shit pretty quick. Like, Stu got killed like before he could even get a gun and I managed to get a load of money together. So, I was running across the map to get to the nearest... Uh, the nearest buy point so I could buy him back and I get there and on sorry no on the way I see a guy pull this one of the big armored trucks to the side and I see him jump out and I can see him in the garage running around picking up shit and I'm like fuck this I'm gonna nick his car <laughs> so I ran over as fast as I could because I didn't have any good guns either and I jumped in his truck and I drove away and he's fucking shooting at me obviously mad that I've just nicked his shit because I think he was buying someone back as well because he was on his own at that point and I got the truck to the buy point, bought Stu, and then I hid upstairs. And as Stu was coming down with his parachute, I saw this guy and his mate running across the countryside, coming back for the truck. So I was like, <laughs> Stu ran out the door and started trying to attack him. And I was like, fuck this, I'm getting back in the truck. So I grabbed it and circled round and they tried to kill me again, but I managed to get away. 
And then Stu killed one of the guys, but got downed just under the lip of this hill. And as I came round in the truck, <laughs> I shouted, choo choo, bitch, and jumped over the hill and over Stu and fucking plowed through the guy and killed him and then jumped out and revived him. And we've got the clip on Twitch and it's so funny. And you just hear Stu go, oh, you jumped right over me. Uh, it was so good. It was one of my favorite moments from the new game. Really, oh, I really love is. It. Yeah, man. Uh, we right. do have a listener section to quickly get through about some other people's shooter moments. As we, we mentioned to them, what are some shooters that they've played that some people might not be familiar with? So some less known uh, of the first person shooters. So our first one comes from at cap understands on Twitter. And they said, definitely talk about red faction two on the PlayStation two. Uh, it was an excellent action game. You could actually split screen ahead of its time on that console. Did you ever play red faction? I did not. Well, I played the first one a tiny bit, but right. nothing major. I was very young at the time. I actually played, I, th- I think it was the first one, but like a redone version, like a, a retextured version of the first one on the Xbox One the other day. And ooh, it was aged. I think you're, are you talking about Armageddon where you can destroy all the buildings? That's right. Yeah. Sorry. It's Armageddon. Not the first one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. When with Jason Statham in it. Yes, that is an amazing game for destruction physics. It, it was very impressive for the, for what it was at the time, definitely. Uh, it's a little jank to play now. I had to change a lot of the controls over to make it, you know, feel a little better. But it was cool. You know, I did enjoy what I played of it. Uh, who oh, else sweet. do we have? We have from at Winstall the Bizarre Mage. They said Warhammer 40k Fire Warrior was decent on the PlayStation 2. It was a bit ugly looking even for its time, but it was fun playing as the tower and shooting up Imperial Guard and the story was pretty cool. For the greater good. Is that a line from it? Uh, well, it's what the tower say pretty much. Oh yeah, because they're yeah. the good guys, aren't they? Like you said. Kind of. Yeah, there's some like, like socio-political bullshittery going on with it, but yeah, like Fire Warrior is actually all right. I've actually I got it on the PC the downstairs. I've got like the the old disc for it. I, I've got the I, disc for the PS2 one. I never got it working on my my old PC. I don't think my PC was strong enough to play games. <laughs> Grim back in the day. Yeah, like old time back in the day. I think it could just about play The Sims on the lowest quality or something. <laughs> no, nah, the. Fire Warrior is actually pretty good. I enjoyed that. Maybe I'll see if I can get like a, a download version now. Maybe to have a try through it on the stream. Yeah. So our next one comes from at FD Podcast Seven, and they said the darkness and the call of is it Juarez 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 yeah Juarez Gunslinger. Did you Both play any of those? those games? Are phenomenal. Both of them are like ten out of tens. I've heard a lot about the darkness. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. I'd, I'd, if you've not played The Darkness, give it a go. Darkness 2 is pretty good as well, but Darkness 1's just got such atmosphere. It's so yeah. like emo and weird. But Make it's you believe amazing. in a thing called love. <laughs> just listen to the rhythm of my heart. Oh, mate. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, there's it's a so line good. in that song. Does he say, I can touch your boob? I don't think so. Get down! Does he say that? <laughs> Because I feel like maybe he says that. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Moving on, and I'm going to take you me away. Off guard, then. <laughs> Jesus okay, go. Next one is from at Spidronaut. I thought it was Spidronaut, but it's Spidronaut. And they said amid evil, a million percent. I have never even heard of that. 
I've never heard of a medieval either. I'm going to shoot a quick coog. Me too. A medieval. I, I'm presuming... Both, a, of us, both of us just like dead silence like, ah, in oh, the background. It looks pretty cool. Oh, I have heard of this. Never mind. Yes, I have. I've seen the speed run of it. It's uh, it's almost like. Oh, I know of this actually. Yeah, it almost yeah. looks like Quake era, but with modern graphics. There's a weapon where you shoot planets and stars at people, and then there's a chance of destroying Whoa. Earth. Like a well, really small chance cool, of destroying Earth. Yeah, that's really fucking cool. When was is this it, out? Is it, you got a date on the article you're reading? A version of the Nintendo Switch March is planned 12, for a release in 2020. Mate. Yeah, it looks cool as shit. I watched the devs reacting to a speedrun. Cool, because man. for some reason I spend an obscene amount of time watching those kinds of videos. Watching speedruns, yeah. Well, you, yeah, it happens, doesn't it? Uh, what else do we have? At Spy... Oh, no, sorry. The next one was... Neurex. Yes, at Neurex World. Shout out to you, dude. He said, I love Tom Clancy. Did Tom Clancy ever do any first-person shooters? I guess he maybe means... Oh, no, it wasn't... Um, Splinter Cell's third. Splinter Cell's third. No, what's the other one? Uh, Ghost Recon? I'm pretty sure that was... Oh, no, some parts are first, yes, and then in cover your third on... That's uh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. My bad. That was what really threw me about those games, like when, you went in, when he, it went into third. I was like, oh, this is like a weird... Because you could order around your squadron, couldn't you? Or your team or something. Yeah, they were really weird games. Like, uh, I think it was like Rainbow Six Vegas, that kind of thing. Yeah, that, yeah. That was kind of cool. But yeah, the old ones, you could order your squad. It was really weird and how it played. Oh, right, okay. It just makes uh, me... SWAT 4 was really good as well, if you've not played SWAT 4. No, I haven't played that, actually. Yeah, no. SWAT 4 is great. If you get a chance to play with people over, like, a, um, a VLAN or something like that, it's fucking hilarious, just, like, pepper spraying everyone. <laughs> like, even if they're just civilians, just, like... It's like pepper ball guns. So you're just shooting it with pepper balls, like... It's like... Just being a general dick. Yeah. Shooting your team. Being a bit of an inconvenience. Yeah, pretty much. That's all I am when playing games with friends. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Uh, at Spyhards is next they said uh, have you heard of Call of Duty Uh, no but really I remember as a teen playing Star Trek Elite Force 1 and 2 a ton Uh, it was based off the Quake 3 engine so it played amazingly for the time the engine was built for the good old days of the 56k modems but they had a whole hashtag Star Trek's Voyager cast doing the audio work for it that's pretty cool oh shit that's awesome having like yeah the people who actually did the voices doing the full wing game stuff. That is not that always did bug me when they didn't have the original voices for things, but it looked like the characters. Yeah. I was like, just just shell out. You've you've bought the likeness, buy the fucking voice as well. Yeah, I guess it's Cutting corners. return on investment, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's a big draw though. Like I remember when what was the Bond game? Um for the GameCube. Nightfire. No, there was, there was Nightfire, Asian Underfire. Nightfire was great. The online for that was brilliant. Um, not the online, sorry, the multiplayer. There was, an, there was a, one later on where it was actually Pierce Brosnan doing the voice and the likeness. It had a white cover. I have white, no idea. white silvery cover. Fucking hell, I can't remember. It's like Diamonds Armour Tits or something. I, I don't know. 
Diamonds on my tits. Diamonds on my tits. <laughs> Moving on. Yes, the next <laughs> one is at Spag Policy Pod, and they said Singularity. Amazing game. Never even heard of it. What's going amazing. on? Amazing. Genuinely amazing. Go for it. Play it. Do it now. You read the next you, one while I look up Singularity. You've got like a glove that you use to turn back time on certain objects or fast forward time. Okay. So you use the single Singularity to like change the battlefield and shit like oh, that. Oh, I really do cool. know this game. Yes. I do uh, know it. Uh, ch- at Chance Whitmore 5 uh, said, I've fallen off the FPS bandwagon for the most part, but I still enjoy Halo and Gears of War. Yeah, man. So, yeah, Gears of War Halo, technically amazing. a third person, but, yeah, but still as a, a shooter very good alone, game. yeah. You, yeah. Chance Whitmore, you are correct. Gears of War is an amazing shooting franchise. A brilliant, brilliant shooter. The the first three, particularly narrative and mechanic wise, were brilliant. the The latest one is definitely better than four. However, it didn't capture me like the other ones did. I think it's yeah. lost a bit of the character charm with the original squad, in my opinion. I wonder if that's a part of just getting older, though. It might be, yeah, because you grow up with the original characters and it just feels like you've moved on a bit. Yeah, when you get older, it's harder to like make friends and stuff like that, I've heard. Not that <laughs> I struggle, uh, but I'm wondering if that's the thing as well. Like, You just struggle to like get emotionally invested in these characters when you're older because you've got your brain on other things. Yeah, and you're, you're not growing while the characters are growing as well. Yeah, exactly. You're like, you're like share struggles, don't you? Yeah, you're already an adult, so you're like, ah, this guy's dead. Like, is planet being destroyed? <laughs> Pussy shit. That's all right. My planet's <laughs> fine. <laughs> what a loser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one comes oh. from At Lords Broken, and they said, y'all heard of Dusk? Boomer shooters are Zune's thing. If you like blood, you're going to have a great time, and the soundtrack is also perfect. Funny yes. enough... The moment they had mentioned this game, Dusk, I had literally just found out about it, not five minutes before I read their comment. It is now on the Switch, and it is it's basically like Quake for the N64, but modernized for it's the new era. It's a mix between Quake and Doom with that graphic style, but 3D and amazing. Yeah, it's like the 3D Quake style. Uh, but obviously high, more high-res textures to make it look nicer. The colors are better. Obviously, the visual acuity is better on the new consoles. I think that's the right word. And I think they've updated some of the mechanics to make it, you know, like um, ease of life mechanics, like proper aiming and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I'll definitely be checking those out. Um, my dad did say that he absolutely loved World at War as well. He agreed with you. Yes, um, high five Harrison's dad. Hell yes. And Helen said Bioshock and Borderlands. Nice. Yeah, I, I enjoy both of those games very much. Yes. yes. Borderlands 1, I 100%ed it, actually. No way. I, I tried playing it and I don't know. It has not aged well. No, I think it... Was it the first one or the second one? It was either, I can't remember which one I started playing, but I don't know. Something didn't quite capture me. Maybe I'd need to stick at it a bit haven't more. aged well. Yeah. It, they're good with friends, but on their own, they're pretty lackluster. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Apparently, three's really good, though. I just completed yeah. um, Tales from the Borderlands, actually, which is the Telltale one. So it's set oh, between yeah, yeah. two and three, I think. Yeah, no. I think. And yeah, that, that was really good. That was a roller coaster. That's like on par with The Wolf Among Us for me. Oh, wow. That good. Uh, maybe a tiny bit lower, but like it's still a really good Telltale game. 
Okay, cool. Well, if I manage to get round to it, I will check those out. Do it. And that is the end of our episode, I think, you wonderful beardy boy. Oh, thank you. No worries. Oh, well, oh, you're the short face episode. now, aren't you? I am the short face. I've shaved most of my beard off. I've gone for the beard stash look. So I now have a shorter beard and a slightly longer mustache. You sicken me. No, I'm joking. No. I'm kidding. I, I like it though. It's, it's just a bit different. I, I like being able to see my chin. I feel like Zeus would be going, <laughs> what does he say to Hercules? And he's like, and you have my strong chin. <laughs> I saw my dad weird, look at my like... chin. He was like, oh, I'm not, I, he's like, I'm not seeing your chin in years. And I was like, no, neither have I. <laughs> Most people in that conversation, just like, I've not seen your chin in years. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, stop looking at my like, chin, you weirdo. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Me neither. No, I, death. I, I, I don't think I would look good without a beard. So I'm never having a beardless day again. I find the more of my face that I can cover with hair, the more attractive I feel I am. <laughs> <laughs> That is, you've hit the nail on the head and I'm immediately more insecure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right then, that's it. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Harrison, you do the outro. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. Thank you, Jordan, for prepping this episode. If you enjoyed this, remember you can find us everywhere at Grief Burrito and please leave us a five-star rating and a couple of little words. Let us know what you thought. Next week will be our spooky burrito, so be prepared for some spookiness. And you may notice that in the show notes below this, not only is our 90% off discount still applying on CD keys to get you discount off games, but there is also... GoFundMe donations page running at the moment as I'm trying to raise, raise some money to help my dad who has found himself in a particularly difficult situation if you can help by donating that is amazing if not even just sharing we appreciate it nonetheless this will be running for the next couple of weeks on the Twitch stream as well so feel free to stop by where I may do some competitions trying to give anything I can away whether it's game codes or a burrito swag for anyone who donates so if you do I really really do appreciate it but for now Jordan we should say goodbye Farewell. Goodbye, guys. We love Goodbye. you. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Bye.